Joining us now, part-time Blue Jays reporter and big-time college football handicapper, it is Scott Mitchell. Scott, before we talk anything else, I, I saw you the other day in the hallway. We had that awkward hug that happens when one man is 5'7", and the other is over 6 feet tall. Um, what was your record last year with college football picks? <laughs> well... How do you want to define it? I, I want to talk about my win totals, my season win total bets do that it. went tw- that went twenty and four. Uh, I will say though, I was under five hundred during bowl season, so it, it you know it, it that's gambling. It tends to even out. Yeah, that's it, how it kind of works. So overall, you so overall you were Seinfeld. You were uh, you were fifty fifty. You were you know even Stephen. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I I found a twenty in my pocket, and you know, lost a twenty on uh, on the bowl games. It's uh, look. I, if I if I'm even, Steven, I'll take it. It, it was a long year, and yeah. uh, I'm happy with the way things worked out. And it seems like every time I was on your show with a pick, it didn't work out. So yeah, either ha- need to not <laughs> ask me about my picks or not have me on. Either one. I'm not going to do either of those. So basically, what you're saying is listen to you in late July, early August, and then ignore you at the beginning of December. Yeah, that's kind of what people do in baseball season anyway, so go, it works go. out. You know, it's it's absolutely perfect. All right, well, let, let's uh, just sort of, because uh, it's been a while since you've been on, and I figured just, hey, let's everyone get sort of caught up to date, and um, your TSN Top 50 Blue Jays prospects, we'll talk about that in a second, but um, for, pe- for, for people that just need the Coles notes, what's, uh, what's happening, or what, excuse me, what's happened the last couple of weeks when it comes to arbitration, spe- specifically with players like Vlad and Bo? Well, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Bo is the, the noteworthy one. You know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got his deal done, $14.5 million, uh, you know, easy peasy January work. And, you know, that's what usually these things are. And, yes. you know, even if you do have to go to arbitration, it's not the end of the world. So Bo Bichette's going to arbitration. And, you know, I think the, the big picture theme with Bo these days is, you know, they, they told his contract last year. He kind of made a point to, you know, say that he didn't like the way the arbitration, arbitration and contract system for young players was. And, you know, this is his, his first trip through arbitration when you look at, you know, where the Blue Jays land at five million and where he lands at seven seven point five million, you know, a fairly large gap, one of the biggest gaps, you know, in terms of, of any kind of arbitration uh, you know, case that that's going on uh, or will be going on in the month of February when we get to spring training. So um, you know, it's kind of fair to, to kind of look at it and wonder, uh, you know, if these sides are ever going to be able to align on a long term deal. And I'm not saying they won't be able to because these things can change with one conversation but you know when you have one player clearly valuing himself a little bit differently this early in the process um you know it's hard to envision you know any any sort of you know arbitration type deal where they buy out free agent years you know coming to fruition easily um so you, you ha- kind of have to look at these next three years for Bo Bichette at this point unless something changes and and you know think that he really probably wants to test free agency and see where he's at and when you look at kind of the the logistics of it you know i think it has a lot to do with his defense i think you know bovachet values himself as a shortstop and right now it's a, a fair question to ask whether the blue jays do long term and you know i think his position is going to be up for debate in these next 12 months as as we move forward I, uh, as a typical radio gas bag, yelled and screamed. One of my predictions for 2023 would be the Blue Jays would spend $600 million on contract extensions for Bo and um, for Vlad. Um, and uh, um, 
Uh, I'm trying to. There was one other player I, I had in mind that will come to me in a second. Um, but when you think of what's happened the last couple of weeks, can it have that much of an impact for the next couple of years? What's going on the last couple of weeks? Yeah, you're probably probably thinking Alec Manoa. Yeah, sorry, Alec Manoa. Yeah, Manoa, Bichette, Vlad. Give him six hundred million. Give him long contract extensions, and let's just move on. Yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, you know the contract extension thing. We've been talking about this since these guys were essentially rookies. So, um, you know, it's kind of been you know the idea that everyone that everyone has thought because Mark Shapiro, you know, kind of pioneered these these deals back in his Cleveland days, and you know I, they've investigated it absolutely. I don't know that they're going to be able to get any of these done. Obviously, they haven't really talked you know anything serious with Vladdy yet um you know Manoa I, I think might be the the one that uh you know kind of surprises out of nowhere potentially I'm not saying and that's what's going on currently but when you look at you know kind of uh you know how they've locked up this rotation and the potential to you know secure him for for maybe five six years which you know you don't really do with pitchers because uh you know things can can go sideways in a hurry with with one injury and things like that but Look, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I think when you look at the Bichette stuff, it, it's going to be water under the bridge pretty quickly, but it's just the whole package of everything that's gone on and, and how he kind of values himself. And I think when you, you look at his defense last year, it's minus 16, uh, you know, defensive run saved. It's above average. He was around 30th in baseball. Um, and if this team doesn't win a World Series this year, they're going to go back to the drawing board. They're going to say, hey, look, uh, how do we improve? And I think really one of the reasons or one of the ways they're going to look at improving unless Bichette, you know, improves by leaps and bounds defensively this season, I think one of the the ways they're going to have to look at improving is the shortstop position. And, you know, whether that involves moving Bichette to second base where he would absolutely be a plus second baseman and one of the best second basemen in baseball, or does that mean, you know, potentially even moving him? Um you know, remains to be seen, but, you know, such a key year for this team, because when you look at, you know, kind of the steps they've made, you know, the next step is a long playoff run and, you know, they haven't done that yet. And if they don't do it, it's back to the drawing board and the, uh, you know, the, um, the solutions may be a little bit more dramatic and, and creative than they have been so far. Michigan eight to one to win the uh, college football title next year. What do you think? They uh, have the third shortest odds. Or... Nope. No. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. That was that was a strong one from you. They're the, the fourth shortest odds. You're you're saying no to that. If my buddies are listening right now, they know I don't back Jim Harbaugh to win uh, big games or national championships. Uh, I will say he doesn't have the best quarterback that he's ever had going into next year. So yes. But but I'm I'm not doing it. I can't. Uh, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh guy. Um, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. If I had to, if I had to sprinkle anyone mm-hmm. in January for a uh, <laughs> you know season that runs from September to December, that's right. I would I would be I would be sprinkling uh, I would be sprinkling USC and Caleb Williams next year. Oh, I'm trying USC twelve to one. They have the uh, fifth shortest odds behind Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Jim Harbaugh's very own Michigan Wolverines. Getting back to the Toronto Blue Jays, if you go to TSN.ca, you're going to be finding all the fine work done by Scott Mitchell, where he is looking at the top fifty prospects of the Blue Jays. We'll stick with the guys that uh, the first part of your list is fifty to twenty six. 
of that, and maybe you just go with, oh, uh, number 26, but of that uh, from 26 to 50, is there one or two guys that you think have has the shortest or has the best chances to make an impact within the next, say, two to three years? Ooh, two to three years. Um, look, I, I, I think you probably get into the this thirty-one range. I think um, Zach Britton. Uh, I will I will tease Thursday's piece is uh, the potential breakout prospect. And Zach Britton's a guy who just tore up the Arizona Fall League last uh, last fall, and uh, you know has has looked pretty good in reaching Double A. He's a lefty bat that's uh, you know kind of kind of uh, dabbled at catcher, but he's going to be an outfielder. In the big leagues, and when you look at him, he could potentially be a, a bench bat type of guy that you could see arrive. And I, I think this year, um, I don't know how many people know about Northeast Delta Dental Stadium in down in New Hampshire and in, in Manchester, but uh, very few. It, My producer it, Josh might have placed a bet on one of those on uh, on that team because he's the only one I know who probably has probably done that. It uh, it tends to favor lefty power hitters. There's been a ton of uh, lefty power hitter breakouts there. Rowdy Telez, Kevin Biggio. Uh, it's a real friendly place for those guys to play. So he's a guy that could uh, that could show up fairly quickly. Tanner Morris, number 32, is in AAA. Same with uh, number 33, Dave Schneider. Those guys are bench type guys that uh, they're not on the 40 man roster. So there's a couple guys ahead of them um, that are on tomorrow's top 25 prospects but um you know those are probably the, the the closest guys i think once you get down into the deeper part of this list not a, not a lot of names that are going to be familiar to people a lot of, of young young players that uh you know are potential breakout guys but i i remember um you know four years ago now gabriel moreno landed i think at number 43 yeah. you know the first time on this on this list and uh you know worked his way up fairly quickly into the top 10 and obviously into being one of the top prospects in baseball. So, you know, that's the interesting part for me about going through this process is, uh, you know, you never really know the names you're going to uncover. And, you know, probably actually the interesting name, um, not anywhere close to what your question just was, but Carlos Vasquez, number 30, still hasn't even turned 18. And, uh, you know, you kind of pay attention when someone says, uh, you kind of ask about him in November and someone says, oh, the left-handed Gabriel Moreno. So he's a young catcher that just played in the Dominican Summer League. He's one to keep an eye on, too. All right. That's good That's good to know. And this team, you know, they love trading catchers. Um, as we let you go, uh, our Blue Jays reporter, Scott Mitchell, uh, the, you know, we're, we're hearing that, obviously, Skydome will be the first phase of the new Renos will be done at the start of the season. Give me one thing she'll be excited about. Is there is there a place to get a good craft beer? Are they going to do a nice wine by the glass selection? What the... What What's going on there? Yeah, look, uh, they, they gave us a little tour, um, I guess, uh, about a week ago now. And, and yeah, the, the bar spots look cool. Uh, they look cool in the design. Um, they look really cool kind of seeing, you know, it's still a construction zone in there. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of places to stand. I think the most interesting one for me is going to be the big bar they built right beside the newly raised visiting bullpen. Um you know, I, I love Toronto. I love Toronto fans. I'm going to be interested to see what, uh, you know, what type of shenanigans go around there because, you know, these bullpens, when you get in there and you get in the seats, they're real close. And those uh, opposing ah. relievers are going to be warming up right uh, right next to a group of uh, likely lubricated fans uh, for this entire season and moving forward. So 
Um, going to be interesting for me. Should be should be fun for those people with those tickets. Love it. I can't wait. Um, and maybe I'll join those fans. Hey, Scott, always appreciate. Thanks for just sort of, I think every now and then it's always good to just sort of catch uh, up with what is going on. And uh, we'll chat with you, especially when all 50 prospects lists come out. I don't want you to uh, burn any of the article till after it's done. So we'll chat soon. Hey, two, uh, three weeks from today, I will be standing on a field in, in Dunedin. So oh, baseball God. season's closer than you think it is. Oh, I'm going to be so angry at you when it's like day 50 of gray skies every day in Toronto, <laughs> and you're going to be near a palm tree. I'm going to hate you on that day. But I'm going to appreciate the content you bring to the show. Thank you for joining us. Cheers, pal. Take care. Take care. That is Scott Mitchell.